are now tuned in to this week's episode on Togcast. It is our mission to bring you guest speakers sharing their latest and greatest tips, skills, stories and know-hows within their market. Let's get going. Hello and welcome to today's Togcast, the first of a two-part discussion on how to land your first job in marketing and I'm joined by two special guests. Plus, I have an amazing fellow Togger co-host for the day, Kerry. Hi, Kerry. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Thanks, Leanne. Good. Thanks for joining us today. Are you exciting to be co-hosting? Yes. Thank you for the invitation. I love being surrounded by you marketers. This is going to be fun. And a warm welcome to our first guest, Jason Vaughan, who is a marketing lecturer at the University of Northampton. Hi, Jason. Hi, Leanne. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. Now, the listeners won't know this, but you used to be one of the lecturers when I went to the Northampton University all those years ago. So long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Our second guest today is Aisha. She's also a fellow togger. Hi, Aisha. Hi, everyone. You're also a previous marketing student from the University of Northampton, and I believe Jason was your lecturer as well, but not as long ago as me. Yeah, definitely. So I graduated last year, so it's good to sort of be here and doing this with everyone. Oh, I feel like we're having a little reunion. Yeah. <laughs> Now, both Aisha and Kerry are part of the marketing recruitment division here at The One Group, and they're always on the hunt for those people trying to land their first marketing job or for those companies looking to grow their marketing teams. But before we get to the good stuff, let me just say hello to the wonderful producer, Beth. Hi! There's a lot of marketing brains in this room right now. Yes, there really are, and I can see why you were all so drawn to marketing. A career in marketing can be really rewarding. It's creative, it's analytical, it's engaging, you get to create great content, and you have purpose. You're helping businesses achieve their goals. So I can see why you're all drawn to it. It's a great sector, a great division to be in. I love it. And I believe, Jason, you started your career in marketing. Is that right? It is. It so is. when I taught Leanne... I don't know whether she knows this, so maybe I'm revealing a secret. Teaching at the university was more of my hobby than my Ooh. job. Ah, interesting. So I only used to teach one day a week. And the backstory to that is I was a full-time head of marketing at a company. And then I'd done some kind of training courses and that had gone well. So I kind of got a taste for mm. this kind of teaching training thing. Amazing. So, I didn't know that. Didn't you? I must have hidden it really well. <laughs> So one day a week, I would sneak into the sneak into the university. <laughs> I actually my bosses with my boss's permission, and I would kind of be a lecturer for the day. Amazing! So you've had a whole career in marketing. So this particular episode is all about your your first job as you leave university and you get into a career of marketing. So Jason, how did you land your first job in marketing? So probably like many students, it was getting towards the end of my degree, and I was looking at um, sort of graduate schemes, uh, local employers, maybe starting my own business. I'd always had that quite entrepreneurial thing. When I was at school and at university, I used to sell Tamagotchis. Oh, wow. I don't know if you guys know I that. I love Tamagotchi. Yeah. I had about three, but they died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was a real craze at the time. So I'd always had that slightly entrepreneurial thing. And in my final year at university, I used to work in a TV and radio hi-fi shop and I got to meet the guy that ran it. And it was just, I like, actually, I'm, a, I'm not a salesperson at all. If you'd have asked me at university, would you go into sales? I would always say, no, that's just not for me. I, I would not be any good at that. But I had, there was kind of this hi-fi shop and I became the top seller. So even the manager who'd worked there night in sort of retail sales for years, 
I was selling more than him on every day I would go in. Wow. So, and I was kind of thinking, well, how can that be? Because I always think of salespeople as being really outgoing and that kind of stereotype, and that's not me at all. And what it really was, I was always quite good at listening. And actually, I think for a lot of people, they don't associate listening with selling, they, mm-hmm. they associate talking. So anyway, so when I finished university, I had a grad scheme offer. But at the final interview round, I met the person who was the marketing director. So I'd never probably have anything to do with this guy because he'd be way senior to where I was in this big company. But I just didn't like him. <laughs> he just came across as he would just be an awful person to work for. Oh, no. So I thought, I'm not going to do that because I can just, yeah, that's just not going to suit me. So I thought, well, what do I do? So I left university and I went on a, a 10-week management course. It was just a local arrangement. This was in Bradford, where I used to live quite close to. And I did a work placement in a, um, a company that supplied into the oil industry. They supply sort of industrial equipment. And I'd been there maybe six or seven weeks. And they kind of said, well, we like what you do. Will you come and work for us? So I stepped into that world. Ah, okay. So I suppose it's a bit like a modern day internship or placement type of scheme that students be familiar with. Interesting. So that's how you landed your first role. And do you remember what your first title was when you were marketing? Well, interestingly, so the company had never had anybody doing marketing before. So they kind of said to me, what job title do you want and how much do you want to be paid? (laughs) Which are quite (laughs) good questions, right? If you know the answers. Yeah. I mean, I was probably modest, so I looked around and I thought marketing executive sounded about right, you know, starter kind of position, so I went for that. And yeah, so, and that's where I stayed for three years. That does sound quite similar to actually my first step on the marketing career ladder. So when I was at university, I had a friend and she was doing marketing and entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. and she had a project with a digital marketing agency where they were creating a website for her. So I contacted this digital marketing agency and name-dropped my friend and asked them if they had or if they'd like me to come in for the summer and do a summer internship, which I did. And then when I graduated, I contacted them, I reached out and said, would you hire me? And they had me back. And that was it. Job done. First job done. Marketing executive as well. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, similar job titles as your first roles in. And a lot of, I guess what I'm getting from that is relationships building networking mm. um leanne you sent an email didn't you to yeah kind of identify what you wanted to do and then get the first round yeah exactly i think definitely put the feelers mm. out there linkedin can be a great place yeah. to do that don't yes. you think aisha yeah so that's quite similar to my journey um so i've used linkedin to sort of land my role now um so on my linkedin profiles just make sure it was optimized so my profile was visible to recruiters so i sort of mentioned in my profile that i'd be open to recruitment opportunities um, which soon led to Vex at um, the one group reaching out to me. Um, so I'd definitely say utilise your platform moving forward. Um, and just make sure you've got an up-to-date CV out there as well. Yeah. And it's great out there because you can actually ask your connections as well. Like, I'm looking for a job. Do you know anyone? And someone out there might actually know someone yeah. looking for that first marketing role. Kerry, I'm interested to know, um, have you ever helped someone get into their first job in marketing? Yes, and finding people that first role um, in marketing is really exciting. Um, I've actually placed somebody with a degree from the University of Northampton, so they were doing their degree, they just graduated, we were invited to the University of Northampton to talk to graduates, and it was a great opportunity to see lots of people. Um, I think on the side, he was working at his local co-op, so he had a good understanding of the theory, and he had some of that just being in the working environment. 
Um, and I know he, um, he was invited to interview and he shared with me the kind of challenges he faced during that process. So from sending his CV out and not hearing back or getting to interview and having some challenges with some of the interview questions, he said, um, they asked me what my biggest weakness is and I don't think I answered very well. So we had a bit of a, a conversation around what's a good way to approach interviews and tasks and applying to jobs online and keeping track of it all really. Um, so I, I, I love helping people with their first their first opportunity, their first role in marketing. And I know it can be quite confusing what to go for, but I think whether you're talking to people within a university course or people in marketing on LinkedIn or reaching out to a recruitment consultant, I think anyone that you've got that's going through the same journey with you or knows just a little bit more about what the world is out there, what they're looking for, can help share that insight with you so you can prepare yourself to just really make the most of that first opportunity. Yeah, I agree. I think most people are very keen to talk about their jobs. So particularly with marketing, it means a lot of different things, in, even in, across different industries. And I think often at university, you kind of see marketing as subject-driven, like consumer behaviour, marketing research, maybe digital marketing. Whereas actually in, in, in industry and jobs, often they're very much more nuanced than that. It might be a CRM manager, mm. or it might be a, a CEO, CEO executive, mm. or it might be a advertising campaign assistant. Yeah. So I think the more you can reach out to industry, which is, I often are quite envious of graduates these days, because when I graduated, which was kind of before the internet, <laughs> um, your network was tiny. Yeah. It was kind of limited to your family, your friends, maybe your lecturers. Whereas now you can get on LinkedIn, you can have, you can follow people, yes. you can mm-hmm. try and connect with them. Um, as Aisha knows, I reached out to her and she came and gave a guest talk to my students this year. And I've been doing that for the last two or three years now. So every week, yeah. have a guest speaker in, have some fantastically senior people who I've never met ever. And they agree to turn up at like three o'clock on a Thursday and I see them <laughs> on screen for the first time. And the students are thinking, we're like old buddies, me and this person, <laughs> they're chatting away. And I've never seen them before. I know nothing, hardly anything about them. So the ability to reach people in whatever job title, whatever... Um, sort of industry sector, it's all within your fingertips. Yeah. And it's quite easy to do it. So, I, I, yeah, I wish I was 18 again, for many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> LinkedIn being one of them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I think actually, you, you know, you touched on it. In marketing now, there are so many different avenues that you can go mm-hmm. down. And, you know, when looking for opportunities, it's good to kind of get an idea of where you want to go. And there could be some temporary roles out there, some charity mm-hmm. work, some volunteering, or even freelancing. So you can get those skills that you need before you actually go for that job or even test it out to find out if it's right for you before you then decide to go for that role. It's not actually very often now you get a marketing role that has everything in it. No. I had a guest speaker today, Jake. Um, he graduated in, I think, 2016. And he was telling his story because I knew he now runs a very successful digital marketing agency. So I was keen to hear, how did you go from student who didn't attend that often. <laughs> not like me then. <laughs> no, not <laughs> the opposite of you. Um, and it was exactly that, Leanne. He was saying that whilst he was at university, he started up this sideline. The reason I remembered Jake was he was the original hipster. So he would come into my classes, whereas most students were in their jeans, their trainers. He would come in like this three-piece tweed suit, mm. the beautiful manicured beard. Wow. And he always made such an impression. And I kind of knew he was doing some other stuff. And he was just describing how... He, was, he, he got this online brand. I think he was creating it on Facebook or Instagram, one of the social media platforms. 
and he got a big following. So he would then get flown. He had no money because he was a student, but he'd get flown out to Monte Carlo and some glamorous events cool. because of his mm. online brand. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing his story. And then he, when he graduated, he then had a full time job, but he continued this kind of personal branding project on the side. And then after a couple of years, he was making more money from this other thing than his full time job. So he wow. slipped into running his own business and it's gone from there successfully. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that really is. Yeah. It shows the importance of personal brand, doesn't it? And whether you do that on Facebook or mm. Instagram is important, but I think in the job market, LinkedIn is so key and it's, it's more than just having a profile with your name and we've got some great tips on how to set up um, your LinkedIn profile. Um, but from that, once you've got that ready, talking to people, being brave to send out those messages and connect and grow your own network online can be a great first step. Definitely. And also reaching out to friends or family that have got their own businesses and asking to do their social media or other marketing activity for them can be a great help as well. Have you got experience in that, Aisha? Uh, yeah, so obviously I would always say sort of utilise your network and don't be afraid to sort of reach out to people, especially when, you know, a lot of people come from the same sort of background, similar journey. Um, I'm sure they'll be more than willing to support and obviously reach out to recruiters is always an amazing thing to do um, you'll sort of have someone there to support you and guide you so definitely we have a lot of um, hints and tips on our website as well on CVs so mm. let's go there CVs the all important document that gets one second look over before they decide whether you're going to come for an interview or not yes um, so as I said like LinkedIn is so useful to connect with people and then once you've connected the next step is maybe to send your CV, so whether that's applying to jobs online or sending it to a recruiter or sending it to your friends and family to look over. This, your CV is a typically a two-page document that you want to try and fill with as much useful information as possible. And I'd say more than just tasks and duties that you've done, achievements mean so much. If you were able to achieve things whilst you're at university or if you've you've got into content creation and you've created great content that's gone on social media that's been really engaging or you've maybe even gone on and set up your own WordPress website or you've written blogs anything that you can use as examples of what you can do for a business can go onto your CV or even you can create a portfolio a lot of graphic designers do that but it's not just limited to graphic designers if you've written copywriting blogs anything that you've written that shows your skill set having all of that available to share with people, to show, to be really open with what you've got to deliver, you can you can often use as part of an interview process. So when you apply online, if you're sending your CV, you'll typically have the opportunity to upload one document. But if you go through a recruitment consultant, we might be able to get directly in touch with the hiring manager and say, this is their CV and here's some other examples of their work. And I know if you're maybe a graduate from a university, there's lots of projects and tasks that you do as part of your modules and I feel like a lot of people miss those out and there's lots of valuable stuff in there and um, a lot of the time you'll see on a CV graduated from a university with a degree but I feel like there's more there, there are things in there Jason and Aisha that people could do like the courses the modules the tasks that they could go into in their CV a bit more to show what they've done give a bit more flavour do you think? You mentioned achievements Kerry mm -hmm. And another one of my secrets that I'm going to reveal today, <laughs> how far are we going with this? So ever since I started working, I've got this one A4 sheet of paper on my computer headed achievements. And I've got a whole list of things. And it's not just like the things you got medals for. 
There's lots of things that were just personally satisfying to me in some way, something I did, something interesting, unusual, something that really worked. So I think one of, because I'm, I'm a real big fan of um, LinkedIn and I'm a massive fan of recruitment agencies. Oh, good. <laughs> I, I, I think they've, they've been super useful in my career. I've always had a close relationship with a recruitment agent because I think like you were just saying, Kerry, that they, they can put you in touch with employers that maybe aren't advertising in the normal places. They can often introduce you to people. And really, once they understand you and you have a bit of a relationship, they're kind of your personal career mentor. Yeah. And they're shifting you and they know what salary you should be asking for. They know what your next career move should be. They might know what an interesting avenue you perhaps haven't even thought of could be just based upon your skill set. So I really love recruitment consultants as well. <laughs> um, so this achievement list, the, the benefit when you've got a CV is we all know, we all read that you shouldn't just send the same CV for every job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like you were saying, Aisha, it's sometimes difficult, particularly if you're a student, you haven't got a big career history. And I think sometimes you overlook the skills you are learning, yeah. learning at university. And you can feel like, well, I don't have much to talk about. Mm. Well, actually, you probably have a lot to talk about. You've just forgotten it. Yeah. Because most of us, we do one piece of work and then the next one comes along and we've, we've mm. forgotten the yeah, last absolutely. one. So with my achievement list, I can always, for any job I wish to go for, I can look back and think, oh, well, actually, if the job wants something creative, oh, there were a few creative things I did. Mm-hmm. I'll put those as my achievements, like you're saying, rather than just kind of thinking, well, what, what did I do 15 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> I love that idea, actually, like just a running commentary on all the things that you've achieved in, in your career. I love that. Yeah. So, Producer Bex, do we have any questions from our LinkedIn followers? We do. Here you go, Aisha. Thank you, Bex. So, one of the questions we've got is from Lewis. So, Lewis actually asked, would you recommend looking for a marketing mentor? I feel like you've briefly touched on that just now, Jason. Okay. Interestingly, a student who might have been in Leanne's class, definitely from that kind of time period, 2013, (laughs) reached out to me. Don't give out my age, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Scrub that bit. Um, Yeah, um, she reached out to me on LinkedIn. And I hadn't heard from her, seen her since graduation, I don't know, eight, nine years ago. And we had this conversation. She'd just been promoted to head of marketing. She's now got a big marketing team, I think 21 uh, people under her. Um, she doesn't really have a direct boss as such. You know, they have a director. They're not really a marketing person. And we're having this conversation about, well, how do I manage that sort of transition? And we got on to mentors. So I'm now looking at sort of the senior sort of female mentors I've got in my LinkedIn network. And I'm going to approach them to try and find somebody who maybe has some sector experience or just somebody really can have informal coffees or chats with her every now and again and give us some advice based on that. So, yeah, I think mentors are, again, and they don't have to be people who have this sort of formal title. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it can just be someone you can even just think of in your mind. So... I met this guy and he, was, he came into the business I was working in, a sales and marketing director, and drove a big Jaguar, flew planes as a hobby. Wow. And I'm like this 21-year-old graduate, you know, penniless still from years at university. And his story was essentially, he came from a small village in South Wales. He left school maybe with one GCSE stroke O level. Oh my gosh. And he turned into this kind of epitome of a business leader. And he'd done it through, he'd done all, you know, he'd worked super hard in a business. He'd taken every opportunity that had come his way. He'd um, had elocu- elocu- 
I need them. Elocution. Elocution lessons. <laughs> um, so he sounded the part. And actually, after, we, after I left that business, we kept in touch. And the last time I heard from him, he'd just retired on his 50th birthday wow. as the second in command of a huge American corporation. Wow. So he'd gone from a very, very humble background right up to this sort of super senior leader. And he just all... And so now, when I think if I'm in a tricky situation or I'm trying to make a decision on something, I often think, what would Neil do? That was um, Because he just had a way about him. And so I sometimes think you can... It's almost like, I suppose, faking it till you, till you make yeah. it. If you've got a, somebody who's inspirational to you, you can use that almost as your own little mini-mentor. I mean, I always, also use podcasts. I mm. learn so much mm. from podcasts. Yeah. I've got some favourites at the moment. Maybe we can get onto podcasts later. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from the one-group podcast, of course. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> so have any of you had a mentor in your careers? I would definitely say I've got a mentor. Um, so I'd say Kerry is most definitely my mentor. So obviously coming from university, you're incredibly nervous starting your first role. So to have someone like Kerry who's been there every step of the way to guide you, just to sort of teach you everything from scratch is so reassuring because you just don't know what you're going to step into. Um, so yeah, she's literally been there for me every step of the way. Any questions that I've got, she's always there. Um, and now I'm even trusted to hold the fort down when she wants to go yes, travelling. Yeah, very helpful. Um, and I, it's literally like what you said, Jason. I just got myself to the mindset of what would Kerry do in this situation? Um, you just sort of learn how to approach things. And yeah, definitely would recommend having a mentor. Try not to get emotional now because that was really lovely. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, and likewise, having someone that you can mentor. So from both sides, it's you build up all this knowledge when you're in a career and you remember what it's like at the beginning. And there will be people out there that want to share that knowledge, want you to surpass them even in terms of what you've learned and what they can do. So I think it's a really rewarding thing to do, mentor and to be mentored. And it, it takes an element of courage and bravery from both sides for somebody to ask to be mentored and for somebody to say yes. So I think if you're looking for your first job in marketing, definitely look out on LinkedIn and ask the question. Don't be afraid of, some people call it rejection, but some people just don't have time. Some people are nervous themselves and they, they just don't feel like they're ready to mentor someone. Um, but ask that question and the more people you ask, the more opportunities that will be out there for you. Sounds good. So, was there any other questions, Aisha? Yes, yeah, so we actually got another question from Morgan. So, Morgan asked, should I tailor my CV and cover letter for every application that I do? Well, from a, from a recruitment point of view, so when I've been recruiting um, employees, and it, I think the surprising thing is, and when I talk to people even in massive businesses like um, big accountancy firms, it's surprising how few quality candidates you can get. And often it's things where people are putting irrelevant stuff in their CV. So I think back to Morgan's mm -hmm. question, it's about making it as relevant as possible. Because I think Leanne mentioned earlier, you're flicking through a pile mm -hmm. of CVs. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's done by computer these days. You've got literally a few seconds. So the more you've got the keywords, whether those keywords have come from the job description, the person specification, uh, maybe it's something else you've got that's just interesting or useful on your CV. Bringing that to the fore seems a much better strategy than burying it within pages or, or you know, long bits of text that aren't really relevant to the particular role. Yeah. So I was always a big fan of seeing relevant because, as Neil said to me when I, I became a consultant to that company, and in our first meeting he essentially said, what can you do for me? And I often think that's in the back of every recruiter's mind is, what can you do for me? Yeah. And we have a second or two seconds to show them. 
Absolutely. Kerry, you must have some sort of insight on this. What do you think? Yes, I love a cover letter. I think it really shows that you're applying to that specific job and you're excited about it rather than just kind of applying to everything, which, of course, a lot of people will be doing because the more roles you apply to, the more opportunities you've got. But even mentioning the company name, mentioning the role, mentioning bits that they're looking for in a job description, because a job description is a shopping list of what a company wants and needs. And usually they'll put more on there than they really need, but at least picking out one or two things from that job description that you can do, that you're passionate about, that you're interested in, will just bring you above so maybe some of the other candidates that have applied that haven't done that. So the opportunity is definitely greater in that sense. So I feel like we've actually covered so much today and we are coming to the end of part one. We've still got so much more to talk about. Um, but thanks everyone for listening to part one. Make sure you're subscribed to Togcast for part two, which will be following soon. Before we say goodbye to our listeners, has anyone got any more words of wisdom? So if you're still at university, maybe in your final year, I always ask my students, particularly the ones that come back and do guest talks for me, how did you get your first job? How did you stand out? Because clearly they were competing against lots of other people with a similar level of education, similar courses they'd done. And almost always they're the students that took other opportunities. Mm -hmm. So as Aisha knows, Leanne knows, she's been to University of Northampton, there are lots of things you can engage with, whether that's a sports society, whether it's the Changemaker Hub, which is around um, sort of social enterprise, whether you start your own mini business with a Santander loan, which is through the university, or you come along to one of my guest talks and you hear from somebody and you can network and link in with them later. And again, you see that the students that go that little bit extra and they connect with the speakers, do other things, Nine times out of ten, they're the, they're the people that you see on LinkedIn five years later, absolutely flying in their careers. So reach out and take advantage of any opportunities, would be my advice. Oh, thank you so much, Jason. And thanks, Aisha and Kerry, who's been an amazing co-host. And of course, the lovely producer, Beggs. If you are on the lookout for your first marketing job or you're on the lookout for a hire for a marketing role or to grow your marketing team, then please get in touch with The One Group at jobs at thewongroup.co.uk. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye. then get in touch with the one group and don't forget to subscribe we would hate for you to miss the next one